First reading for this, the fourth Sunday of Easter, comes from the Acts of the Apostles, the second chapter. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Christ has risen from the dead. God the Father has crowned him with glory and honor. He has given him dominion over the works of his hands. He has put all things under his feet. The epistle reading comes from the first letter of St. Peter, the second chapter. This is a gracious thing when, mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if, when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered... He did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like, for you were strained like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel, which serves as the text for our sermon this morning, comes according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And this is the gospel of our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Today we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Easter, unofficially known as Good Shepherd Sunday, because each year the readings, the intro, the collect, the hymns, they all have a very strong theme of Jesus as our shepherd. All throughout the Bible, we see that beautiful imagery of God as our shepherd and we as his sheep. Psalm 23, of course, proclaims that the Lord is our shepherd, who leads us in paths of righteousness and makes us to lie down in green pastures. In Revelation 7, we hear that Jesus is the Lamb who will be our shepherd forever. Isaiah points out that we all, like sheep, have gone astray, but he also assures us that God will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. And so that picture of us as sheep and God as our shepherd, that's one that we're very familiar with. But today, as we celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday, it's all brought to the fore. Our service is filled with that blessed imagery. We just sang that Jesus Christ, the King of love, is our shepherd. In our gospel reading today, Jesus says that he is our shepherd, and we, his sheep, hear his voice as he calls us by name. In our introit song, we spoke those familiar words that Jesus is the good shepherd, and we are the sheep of his hand. And as we hear these readings and hymns, as we envision that beautiful scene of Jesus standing over us with his rod and his staff, we say to ourselves, Boo! I'm no sheep. Come on. Sheep are weak. They're dopey. They're helpless. Sheep have to be shown where the good pastures are because they can't ever find it for themselves. Sheep are smelly. Sheep are dim-witted. Sheep are victims. It is insulting for God to call us his sheep. I don't want to be a sheep, ba 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 ba. If Jesus really loved us, he'd call us something powerful and cool and mysterious, like velociraptors. That's a cool animal. That's something way better than a silly old sheep. Okay, maybe you're not quite that vocal or adamant about it, but be honest. Are you content being sheep? Because we hear so often in this world how we should not be sheep. Sheep are the butt of jokes. They are the epitome of do-nothing, boring, ho-hum kind of animals. When you need to get to sleep, what is it that you count that makes your mind drift off so you're not thinking of anything? It's not velociraptors. It's sheep. What do you say about someone who goes into some dire situation without even putting up a fight? They're like a lamb led to the slaughter. When the wolf wants to pretend that he is harmless and nothing even worth worrying about, what does he put on? Sheep's clothing. To be a sheep is to be someone who never asserts themselves, never speaks out, is always being taken advantage of. You don't want to be the sheep at your office, because that means you're the person who never says no, so you get all the jobs that nobody else wants. Sheep never get what they want. They just follow along quietly, never making waves, being pleasant to everyone, just taking whatever is given to them. Do you remember that movie, The Sheep of Wall Street? 
Of course you don't, because it was never made. It's the wolf of Wall Street that everyone wanted to see. The guy who had everything because he had the guts and the drive to stand up and take it from the world. Sheep don't do that. To be a sheep in our world is to be someone who just blindly follows along with anything that they hear without ever even looking into it, without questioning whether it might be true or not. Whether it be church or news outlets or Christian education for your children, follow anything that this world doesn't agree with and you are labeled as a sheep, just some mindless drone doing whatever they're told just because you can't think for yourself. Our culture derides the thought of being a sheep. There is no worse insult that it can think of. I mean, if you have to be a sheep, at least be the black sheep, they say, who stands out, refuses to do what the rest of the flock is doing, and doesn't care about stuffy old rules, traditions, or commandments. Face it, when you are called a sheep in our culture today, it's not a compliment. And actually, it wasn't exactly a compliment throughout biblical times either. You know, this isn't one of those things that used to be high praise but has now totally changed its meaning. Like when Solomon praises his beloved in Song of Songs by telling her that her hair is like a flock of goats leaping down the slopes of Gilead. For the sake of peace, I have never once told Amy that. But in Solomon's day, that was a high honor. But sheep, they have always been dim-witted, needy, helpless little balls of wool. And from the very first time that God called his people sheep, it was kind of one of those, yeah, I get the image you're going for, but I'm really not that happy about it kind of situations. We know that we are sheep. We know that we are wandering aimlessly in our sin, needing constant herding and guiding and protection from God, prone to get ourselves into foolish trouble that any other animal with half a brain would have avoided from the get-go. We run from the voice of the Good Shepherd. We plunge headlong into the same sin over and over and over again. We keep wandering into dangerous places, convincing ourselves, hey, we're strong enough, we're able to handle anything that comes our way, and even if that old wolf Satan shows up, we could whoop him and send him running. We know that we foolishly, thoughtlessly follow the lies of this world, that we ignore the good pasture of land that God gives to us, and instead we feast on the weeds and brambles of our society. We know that we are sheep, and yet we try our best not to be, or at least not to admit it. And certainly being a sheep who blindly follows the winds and the wiles of this sinful world, that is foolish, and that leads to death. But today, as we hear how we are sheep, we are not celebrating our sheepiness Today is not all we like sheep have gone astray Sunday. That's certainly nothing worth celebrating. But Good Shepherd Sunday, that is. The Bible, as you know, wasn't written in English. And sometimes when we translate from another language, we lose a little bit of the meaning of words. And good is a good example of that. Good in our world is usually along the lines of pretty okay. The Cubs actually look good this year. 
We had good weather the other week. That microwave burrito I had for supper, it was good. Now that's not the kind of good that our good shepherd is. The good of Jesus is perfect, flawless, without any blemish whatsoever. Remember when someone came up and asked Jesus, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus responded, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. The good of Jesus, it's not like Sunday afternoon nap good. Jesus is not our good shepherd yawn. Jesus is our perfect, phenomenal, awesome, unbelievably excellent shepherd. And when your shepherd is the good shepherd, there is nothing better than being a sheep. We can trust him completely. Yes, we as sheep, we need constant supervision and guidance and protection. And we can rejoice that Jesus, the good shepherd, is willing to give that to us. Always. Every single time. Every minute of our lives. He doesn't see us wrapped up in barbed wire for the umpteenth time and say, You know what? I am sick of cutting myself to get you free just so you can run right back into that exact same fence, that exact situation, and wind up in the same mess. You deal with it yourself this time. He doesn't do that, even though by rights he could. But as our good shepherd, instead he tenderly lifts us out of all the idiotic situations that we put ourselves in. He seeks us out when we foolishly wander off again and again and again. He keeps us from getting eaten every time we start running down the path to the wolf's den. He is the good shepherd who cares for us, takes care of us, gives us what we need, and so much more. Now this doesn't mean that we always like the way that he does it. Sheep need discipline. The shepherd's crook It doesn't always feel good as it bonks us over the head to get our attention and get our eyes off of the worldly ways around us. Or as it snags us around the neck out of a dead run to pull us back to the safety of the flock as we try to flee. There are consequences for our sin. And when we continually flee from the shepherd, our lives are so much worse for it. But Jesus, the good shepherd, he never just abandons us never says, eh, let that one go. I am sick of spending all my time trying to keep that one safe. What does one sheep matter? Well, in the eyes of Jesus, one sheep always matters. You matter to Jesus. In fact, you matter more than anything else at all to him. All that he does, all that he is, all that he has given up, He's done it all for you. It would be so much easier for Jesus not to invest the time and energy that it takes to be our good shepherd. I mean, he is God. He doesn't need anything at all, and we bring nothing to the table. And yet, he is your shepherd, and you need not want, ever. He knows your needs far better than you yourself do. And he grants what is actually good for you, not just what your sinful heart desires. He cares about you more than you even care about yourself. 
Everything that Jesus did on this earth, it wasn't for his sake. It was for you. He humbled himself to be born of a virgin in a smelly old stable laid in a feed trough for barnyard animals. He faced all the same temptations of the devil and this sinful world that you yourself do each and every day. He endured the same kind of heartache and pain and sorrow and hunger and sadness that we ourselves have. He allowed those that he came to save to mock him, to ridicule him, to utterly disbelieve every single thing that he said and did. He was willing to be led like a lamb that is silent before its shearers, taken like a sheep to the slaughter. And he did it all for you. As your good shepherd, he was willing to lay down his life so that you, a sinful sheep, could live. That's not just a good shepherd. That is a perfect shepherd. That is an undeserved, monumental act of love and sacrifice given to you from the God of the universe, the one who created all things, who holds all things in his hands. He holds you his beloved hands. And not only did Jesus lay down his life on the cross to pay for your sins, he also took his life back up again. And this too was all for you. To give you the gift of eternal life. To shatter death's hold forever for all the sheep of his flock. To allow us pathetic, worthless, sinful sheep To say with absolute confidence, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Are you content being just a sheep? Well, if you're a sheep in the flock of the good shepherd, you should be, because there can be nothing better. He is no hireling who flees at the first sign of danger and leaves us to be torn and scattered by the wolf. He is no thief who comes to steal and kill and destroy. He is the good shepherd. He has come that we sheep may have life and may have it abundantly. He is the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep, for all of us, for you, individually, personally. Not because we had earned it, but simply because he loves us beyond measure. He leads us and guides us always, just as he has promised he would. He is the good shepherd. He laid down his life for you, and he took it up again for you. Jesus Christ alone is your good shepherd. And by his cross, by his glorious empty tomb, you are forgiven of every one of your sins, and eternal life in heaven is yours. Thanks be to God. Amen.